0: All right, well, we're going to get into the Word today, and today is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to teach... Uh, a specific passage of scripture. I'm not even going to teach a specific topic, but don't worry. There's still going to be plenty of word because I wouldn't get up here and and, and try to dare speak my ideas without declaring the truth of the word of God. Uh, But what we're going to do today is we're going to cast some vision for 2022. As we launch into the new year, we're going to get excited about what God wants to do through Kauai Bible Church. What is it that we have been called together to accomplish? Uh, Who have we been called together to be and i want to take a look at that we have a leadership team here at the church Uh, we spent a lot of time together in december at a at a uh, I call it a retreat, but because of the pandemic, it was just meetings here in the building. It wasn't that fancy, but we got together, we prayed, we talked, we processed, we we we, we try to hear from God and, and to really have a vision as as we move into the year. And I want to share that vision with you guys today. But before we share the new vision, let's recap 2021. If you guys remember way back at the beginning of last year, that, that we had five mandates that God had put on our heart, five things that we wanted to focus on throughout 2021, and I just want to do a real quick, honest evaluation. All right, the first was that we continue to move towards being a disciple-making church, and that really focused on our rooted groups and seeing our rooted groups take hold more and, and, and begin to grow more. And I'm going to be honest, this one, we didn't do really good at And I think we fell short on this one, but part of what we're going to do this year is to really focus on that and and see if we can get to that point. So we didn't do great on that one. The second one was a preaching development team. God challenged me to raise up more speakers uh, so that it's not just simply uh, me who who has the voice and who is able to teach the word, but that we have many people that are trained and raised up and ready to preach and and teach the word. This one, I'm giving ourselves an A on. We did a phenomenal job. Come on. We had... We had six folks that we raised up in our preaching development team and, and to see their growth throughout the year. And, and the fact that, honestly, the words that they preached, especially in October and November, are words that are still reverberating in me. Like, I'm, God still reminded me of, of things that, that were spoken and truths that were taught that, that apply to my life. And so I'm excited. That team is going to continue to develop here as we move into the new year and have more opportunities to preach the word. The third mandate was the mass masterpiece process that we would transform what has traditionally been known as a membership process where we bring people into membership in the church and that we would change that to a masterpiece process based on Ephesians 2 10 for we are God's masterpiece we are his handiwork and he has created us for specific things and we don't just want church members we want to release masterpieces and so as 2021 has drawn to a close we have completed. Completed uh, putting this process together. And so as we launch into the new year now, we're going to start taking people through the masterpiece process. So some of you are going to be the first guinea pigs as as we figure this thing out. But uh, uh, somebody just asked me this weekend, how do I become a member at the church? And I said, perfect timing for that question because we're about to move into that in 2022 with this masterpiece process. The fourth mandate was a team of teams model that we have been shifting the church culturally uh, uh, from from more of a the pastor does everything model, which I'm not a fan of, okay? Um, and we've been shifting it to a team of teams model. And I think we've done a great job at this. Uh, we have a strong leadership team that is raised up. We have people that are overseeing ministry teams. And I believe with the Masterpiece process rolling out this year... We're going to see a lot more people getting active in those ministry teams, and we're going to see this team of teams model really take hold. And then the fifth mandate was the use of our land, was to really look at what can we begin to do with the 30 acres that God has blessed us with uh, to begin to be more effective and more productive with that land. And so we put together a committee of people, and we had spent, uh, I guess we've been at it for about seven or eight months now, and I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's been a little bit frustrating because we've run into lots of options obstacles, whether it's because of our nonprofit status or whether it's because of, of, uh, county ordinances or, or 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 zoning or expectations or whatever the case has been, a lot of the stuff that we have tried to do, we've run into walls and obstacles. But we're not going to give up. Uh, the, the committee is continuing to work on things and move forward. And and maybe by the, the all church business meeting in March, we'll be ready to share some vision around that. But we're not ready yet. But we've been working hard at it. So those were our five mandates from 2021. Uh, I think we fell short on one of them. But the other four, I think we did a great job of pressing into those things. And I believe those things are now going to lead us into what God wants us to do in 2022. Come on, I'm rhyming and I'm not even trying. All right. So as, as, as we cast vision for 2022, as I was praying about this, God put one word on my heart, and that word was Engage. Engage. Right. One thing that I think the, the pandemic, one negative out, uh, outcome of the pandemic when it comes to uh, church life, or maybe even outside of church life, is it's made it really easy for us to disengage. It's, it's made it really easy for us to, to not be committed right? There's just, there's so much going on, I can't commit. There's just, there's too much unknown. You know, I'm still a little nervous about the virus. I'd, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather stay home. I'd rather not do this. I'd rather, and, and it's made it really easy to just kind of disengage uh, from our faith life, disengage from our, from our church activity, to kind of just draw back. And and now, first off, I'm, I'm not speaking to those, because obviously we have a digital campus, and some of you are watching online, and, and some of our church families have been staying home through the whole pandemic because they do have serious health issues. And, and the virus uh, poses a severe threat to their life. And so we totally understand that. I'm not, I'm not giving anybody a hard time for making those kinds of health decisions in your life. But I also want to do this. I also want to uh, maybe give ourselves a little bit of a break. Because here's the reality. None of us have ever led through a pandemic before. Right? And so, uh, as the head of the household or as husband and wife in your home, and you're trying to lead your house and your family and your children through a pandemic, you've never done it before. Right? Think about our government leaders, and we can be hard on our government leaders, but the truth is they've never led through a pandemic before. They're doing the best they can with what information they have and trying to make decisions. And whether you're leading a church or a business or whatever the case may be, we're we're all trying to find our way through this. There was no manual. There was no preparation. There was no advance warning. We're just trying to figure this thing out. And so I don't want to bring a lot of condemnation on us for the decisions we've had to make or the things that we've tried as we've worked our way and our families through this pandemic. But... In the midst of that, I believe that God is calling us to engage. It's time to engage. I love Disney cartoons and so when I hear the word engage I think of the Incredibles right if you're familiar with this movie about this superhero family but they're not allowed to be superheroes anymore and so the dad Mr. Incredible is kind of in a funk he's a little bit depressed because he's not excited about his life because he can't be a superhero and and so the mom is at the family dinner table and the kids are fighting and there's chaos and, and the dad is just sitting off in another room by himself not doing anything and the mom cries out, Bob, I need you to engage. I need you to do something right now. All right. That's just the picture that I have is is God is speaking to us and he's just saying, I need you to engage. It's time to get started right? This pandemic has put us in a little bit of a funk. We've got a little bit of a malaise in our lives, but there's chaos in the world, and I need you to engage the chaos because I've got kingdom work to do. Come on. God says to engage. Let's take a look at your notes. You can find them in your bulletin. They're attached to this video on our website. They're attached to this audio with our podcast. You can find them in the church app, wherever you find the notes. What I love about the word engage is that it can mean a lot of different things, right? It has a lot of layers to it. There's a lot of uh, different sides to it. And so I, I tried to put several of them in our notes here. First off, to engage means to establish a meaningful contact or connection with, right? If you're going to engage with somebody, you're establishing a meaningful connection with them. Right? And so, if we're going to engage in our faith, if we're going to engage with Jesus, if we're going to engage with the church, we're going to establish a meaningful connection. There's going to be connection and relationships, and there's going to be intimacy, and there's going to be togetherness because we've engaged. Right? To engage means to attract one's interest or attention. Right? Does our faith still attract our attention? Does our relationship with Jesus still interest us, right? Is there any magic there? Is there any fire inside of us? Are we engaged or is just so many other things in the world attracted our attention? Are we going to engage with Jesus, right? To engage means to become involved in, to become involved in, right? That that we're actively involved in something. We're not just sitting back and watching. We're not just letting other people do it. We have become involved. We have put our hands in the dirt, and we have gotten to work. We're shoulder to shoulder with people. We are activated. To engage means to enter into conflict, right? Engage can be a warfare word. We have engaged in combat with the enemy, right? We have engaged in warfare that that we have entered into the battle. And then I like this one, this last one. To engage is a mechanical term. To move into position so as to come into operation, for example, if you're going to engage the clutch of your car, you are moving something into position so that it can come into operation. The operation of the clutch is so that you can change gears in your gearbox, right? You have moved something into position so it can come into operation. But I believe that 2022, part of the vision of this year, is that God is going to move us together as a church, but also individually as members of the church. He's going to move us into position so that we can come into operation in the kingdom of God. He's going to place us and position us so that we can begin to do the work of the kingdom that we were specifically and uniquely wired and gifted to do. He's moving us into position so that we can come into operation. He is engaging us so that we can do the work that we were meant to do. He is engaging us so that things that have lied, uh, laid dormant will spring to life. Engage. Simon Sinek, who is a, a, a great writer around business topics and, and motivational topics and things like that. Simon Sinek said this. He said, when people are financially invested, they want a return on their money. When people are emotionally invested, they want to contribute, right? So if you've given your money, that's great. You want to see a return on your money, whether that's in the stock market or wherever you've invested it. Obviously, here in the kingdom of God, when you give your money to the church, you want to see a return. You want to see the church doing ministry. You want to see the church being active because you've invested financially into it, and that's great. But if you're invested emotionally, you want to contribute. You don't want to just sit back and say, all right, what are you doing with my money? No, you want to get involved and say, I am emotionally invested in this. I want to to get involved. I want to contribute. I want to be a part of this great thing that God is doing. So we want to be a people that are emotionally invested in the success of Kauai Bible Church. We want to be a people that are emotionally invested in the advancement of the kingdom of God. So what does that mean for 2022? How are we going to engage? Well, number one, we're going to engage in our prophetic words. We're going to engage in our prophetic words. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, as Paul writes to his young disciple Timothy. Paul says this, This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fights, keeping faith and a good conscience. Listen, he is encouraging Timothy. He knows the prophetic words that are spoken over Timothy, probably because he spoke some of them but because he has intimately processed these prophetic words in Timothy's life. And what is he saying to him? He's saying, listen, those prophetic words that are spoken over you, those should be the motivation that drive you to fight the good fights. They should drive you to live your life of faith. By the prophecies previously made concerning you, I challenge you now to fight the good fight by them. So what does that mean? It means that Kauai Bible Church, we're going to engage in our prophetic words. There are prophetic words that have been spoken over some of you individually, but there are prophetic words that have been spoken over our church corporately. And we're going to begin to engage in those prophetic words. We're going to begin to engage in what God wants us to do. Right? Just last year when we brought prophets into Kauai Bible Church, these were some of the things that were spoken over our church. That we're going to switch from a come and see strategy to a go and tell strategy. That there will be raw new believers in our church that need to be discipled. And that's going to re-energize the church. And we're not just going to love and strengthen believers. We're going to go into dark places searching for people. We're going to walk with a contagion. The church is going to be filled with the sound of the unlearned. There's going to be joy of spontaneous wildness. It's time to sharpen the sickle. Come on, it was spoken over our church that there is going to be a a shift to young people, that there's going to be an open door to the high schools, that the high schools have been marked for Kauai Bible Church. There's going to be a flourishing children's ministry. Young couples are going to be drawn to the church. This church has a bright future. It is built to last for years. Come on. There will be a missions anointing, both globally and locally. There's going to be global intercessory prayer that's going to begin to be birthed out of the church. The people of the Philippines are crying out, and Kauai Bible Church is going to answer that cry. We're going to build a lasting work in the Philippines. There's going to be conferences, signs and wonders, training up pastors, establishing churches. Come on, the word accelerate was spoken over our church, that things are going to happen more quickly than we even imagine. A strong wind will blow. A fresh awakening will come. There's going to be a spirit of revelation That we're not just going to be a mom and pop church. We're going to be a church known in the region for having influence. We're going to be a church known in the region for evangelism. There is going to be an unprecedented unity in the church. It will validate the vision. There's going to be flexibility and energy as we work together. The foundation has been laid for revival. God is going to add workers to the vision. And so it's not time to just talk about it. It's time to step out and see results. Come on. Those are all prophetic words spoken over our church. Just hearing that should get us fired up. We're going to engage in the prophetic words. Now, that doesn't mean that we're just going to go out and try to manufacture results. No, it means that we're going to begin to do the things that we are supposed to do, and we're going to trust God for the results. But we got to start doing something. We can't just sit back and hope for results. Number two... In 2022, we're going to engage in the presence of God. We're going to engage in the presence of God. Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 19. is calling us into the presence of God. He's calling us into the most holy place. He said, you used to have to go through the veil with the blood of animals and the smoke of incense. Now you're going through the veil through the blood of Jesus, through the sacrifice of his body. And because we know that Jesus, our great high priest, sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf, that we can enter into the very presence of God with full confidence. Come on, there is an invitation to come into the presence of God. And in 2022, we're going to engage with the presence of God. What does that mean? That means we're going to go after intimacy in the secret place. In our own quiet time devotions, we're going to spend time with Jesus. It means that we're going to have a greater focus on corporate prayer and coming together and crying out to God together as a body of believers. It means passionate worship as we encounter the presence of God, as we worship together. It means that we as a people are going to be spirit-filled, spirit-led, spirit-empowered, crying out for the Holy Spirit just like we did together at church today. It means that Jesus is going to be at the center of everything that we do. We're going to engage in the presence of God number three in 2022 we're going to engage in spiritual warfare look at Deuteronomy chapter 2 starting in verse 24 it says arise this is God speaking arise set out and pass through the valley of Arnon look I have given Sihon the Amorite king of Hespin and his land into your hand, begin to take possession and contend with him in battle. This day, I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon peoples everywhere under the heavens, who, when they hear the report of you, will tremble and be in anguish because of you. Right? God is speaking to the people, and he says, listen, I have already placed the victory before you. I have already given King Sihon and all of his land. I've already given it into your hand. You just need to go engage in battle. You just need to start fighting. right? God has already placed the victory before us. Now he's just waiting for us to engage. And he says, when you do engage, the fear and the dread of you. Now, in the Old Testament, it says it will come over peoples. But we know in the New Testament that that fear and dread is going to come over the enemy as the devil and all the forces of darkness and all the evil spiritual forces in this world are going to fear us because we have engaged in battle. We have engaged in spiritual warfare. We're going to go after the victory that God has given us. We're going to push back the enemy, and the enemy is going to be in fear and anguish of us because he knows a mighty army is coming against him. Come on. Can I get one amen out there? Whoo, Jesus. Hallelujah. Number four, in 2022, we will engage in both our callings. We will engage in both our callings. Luke 19:13. Jesus is telling a parable, and he says, and he called 10 of his slaves and gave them 10 minas and said to them, do business with this until I come back. Now, we know that a mina at that time represented about 100 days worth of wages. So 10 minas was about three years of salary. And so in this parable, Jesus says that there is a a master, a king, who has called together 10 of his slaves and given each one of them three years worth of salary. That is a huge gift. But he tells them, I want you to do business with this until I come back. Listen, God has blessed us just as abundantly. He has given us gifts and abilities and talents and passions and purposes, and he has given them to each one of us. And what has he said? I want you to do business with these things until I come back. Jesus is going to return one day, and he's going to call to account everything we have done with the gifts he has placed in our lives. And he's going to ask us, have you done business with them? Come on, Kauai Bible Church, we're going to start doing some business with the gifts that he has placed over us. We're going to start engaging in our callings. And what do I mean by both our callings? What I mean is that every one of us as followers of Christ has a primary calling and a secondary calling. Our primary calling is what we call the universal calling, and that is that we all have the same calling, and that is to be disciples who make disciples. Right, The Great Commission, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all the things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We all have the same calling, and that is to be disciples who make disciples. We're going to engage in our primary calling. But we also all have a secondary calling, and our secondary calling is our unique calling. Right? So there's a universal calling, and there's a unique calling. Our unique calling is the ministry that we were uniquely created for. The very work that God created just for each one of us to do. Right? Ephesians 2.10, we are His workmanship, His masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. We have a unique calling. We have a secondary calling, and we are going to engage in that. We're going to discover that, and we're going to walk in that. That's what this masterpiece process is going to be all about. And finally, number five, we're going to engage in our discipleship process. Right, we have a discipleship process here at Kauai Bible Church. We put it on the back wall back there. We repeat it every single Sunday in, in, in church. Why do we do that? So that it's ingrained in us that this is our discipleship process, that we will encounter God, belong in community, build our faith, and engage in service, right? That we will encounter God together in church, that we will belong in community and belong groups, that we will build our faith through rooted groups, and that we will engage in service through ministry teams, that we are going to engage in this discipleship process. Luke nine twenty three. Jesus said this, if anyone wishes to come after me, right? He's saying if anyone wants to be a follower of Jesus, if anyone wants to be a disciple of Jesus, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Right? Engaging in a discipleship process requires some sacrifice. It requires some changes in our time and our priorities, and how we invest that time. John 15, 16, Jesus said this, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, and that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. Now, we love the last part of that verse. Right? We love just, hey, I can ask anything in Jesus' name, and the Father's going to give it to me. Well, no. The last part of the verse doesn't work if you're not doing the first part of the verse, which is you're engaged in ministry that produces lasting fruit. And he says, then when you're engaged in ministry that's producing lasting fruits, then you will pray, and you will see mighty answers to prayer. He says, I have chosen you and I have appointed you. What Jesus is saying is, I have work for you to do. I've chosen you for a reason. I want your life to be fruitful. Come on, we're going to discover that fruitfulness as we engage in our discipleship process. C.T. Studd was a British missionary in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. He first went to China with Hudson Taylor's ministry and planted churches in China. Then God called him to India, and he ministered in India, and then he had a great passion for the unreached people groups of Africa, and he spent the final years of his life in Africa with his wife and his four daughters, and he raised his children on the mission field, and he had a great passion to serve God, and I love what C.T. Studd said. This was the theme of his life he repeated this over and over again everywhere he went anybody he talked to if he was raising funds for missions work whatever he was doing this is what he said if Jesus Christ be God and died for me then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him come on if Jesus is God and Jesus as God gave everything for me then there's no sacrifice that could be too great for me to make for him. No sacrifices. He has called us to engage in the discipleship process, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, and to follow Him, and to produce fruit, and to do the work that would bear fruit that would last. Come on, we are going to engage in 2022. We're going to engage in our prophetic words. We're going to engage in the presence of God. We're going to engage in spiritual warfare. We're going to engage in our callings. We're going to engage in discipleship. And as we do these things, we're going to see the mighty work of God in our lives, in our families, and through Kauai Bible Church. Can I get an amen? Who? come on. Let me have the worship team come back up. So what is this going to look like? Can we get real specific, Pastor? What's this going to look like in 2022? Well, it's going to look like increased engagement in personal and corporate prayer. So one change we're going to make right out of the gates is that in 2022, belong groups are no longer going to conflict with corporate prayer. On Wednesdays that we have corporate prayer, there's no belong groups. We want to call the whole church to be here on Wednesday nights to gather together in corporate prayer. But we're also going to talk a lot more about personal prayer. Are you getting into the secret place? Are you spending that time with God? We're going to see an increased engagement in personal and corporate prayer. We're also going to look at an increased engagement in belong groups. And how are we going to accomplish this? We're going to try something different. Remember, we're all about being fluid, right? We're like water. We're going to be fluid. And so we're going to be willing to try something new. And what we found is that the pandemic has, has really made it difficult to get traction with our belong groups whether it's because we're meeting outdoors or just because of the, the uncertainty of life or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, now, we had a couple of groups that really thrived, and so we wanted to look at those groups that thrived and, and find the, you know, the secret sauce, find the, 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 the meaning behind it of, of why it's thriving. And so here's what we're going to do with Belong Groups, at least for this first session of 2022 is that we're going to call all of our home groups together to meet corporately. We believe there's going to be strength in numbers, that there's going to be a community that's going to happen, because instead of trying to find places to meet, that we're going to be together here in the church. What's that going to look like? Well, we're going to do two specific Bible studies this session that we're going to do together corporately. The first one is the Test Me book that we're starting this week. Yeah, or I'm sorry, we're starting next Sunday. We're going to do the Test Me book, and we're going, to, we're going to spend a month together in belong groups going through the Test Me book together as part of our all-in challenge. The other one is we're going to do emotionally healthy discipleship emotionally healthy spirituality. And we're going to go through an eight-week Bible study together in our belong groups uh, as a part of that. And so we're going to gather all together at the church on Wednesday nights. Uh, we'll, We'll do like a teaching corporately, but then we're going to break into small groups. So belong groups is still going to be small groups and discussion tables and having discussions and checking in uh, and sharing about what's going on in your life with your group. We're still going to have all of that. We're just going to do it corporately and try to find more community as we gather together. That's also going to enable us to have child care and, and be able to actually have something for our kids to do instead of wondering what the heck do the kids do while we're having Belong Group. Uh, we're we're going to have all of that together. Now, in addition to the Wednesday night corporates, is we're still going to have uh, some demographic groups like Shannon's Ladies Creative Group, which is thriving. The women are finding so much community together in that group. Sugi still has his young men's group that that, that he's gathering the, the the high school kids and uh, not the high school, the high school young men and and gathering together. I'm praying about a men's group that, that we can start a men's group that meets once a month. So we're still going to have some groups uh, that are more specific to find life together, uh, but then we're going to call all of our home groups Together, We're also going to see if we can figure out uh, how to still do a Zoom group with our corporate home groups and and how to make that work as well and even invite those folks that that engage with us via Zoom uh, to still continue to engage with Belong Groups. So we're going to call the Belong Groups together in community to see increased engagement. The big one, like I said, that maybe we did not do well on in 2021 but that we're going to focus on in 2022 is increased engagement in rooted groups. Right? Rooted groups are kind of the core of disciples making disciples. And so what are we going to do with rooted groups that's going to make it different? This is where we're going to launch our masterpiece process. So whereas before, the rooted groups was a group uh, of either guys or a group of women that would get together and process what they were reading in the Bible that week, and it was real open-ended and honestly could go on forever forever. And instead, we're going to look at our rooted groups as a place where we take people through the masterpiece process. Now, that might be a a small group of men, that might be a small group of women, or it might be one couple leading another couple through it, right? It can take a a few different forms, uh, but we want to take people through the masterpiece process, which is a process of not only learning the tools of discipleship, but discovering your own unique giftings and, and personality and the things that God has called you to so that we can release you into those things. If you're not a member yet, you'll become a member through the masterpiece process, but to me that's not the end goal, because membership really just means you can vote at business meetings. But really, we want you to be a masterpiece. We want every member of Kauai Bible Church to be living out their calling and their purpose and doing the things that they were gifted for. And we're going to start taking people through that in the rooted groups. And then finally, what does it look like? Well, this all-in challenge for 2022, which all-in is going to be all about increased engagement and serving, tithing, and attending. And so our all-in challenge starts next Sunday. Pastor G.F. Watkins is flying in from Texas, and he's going to spend a week with us. and and he's going to bring an anointing and a powerful time of of challenging the church and then we're going to continue teaching it for about four or five weeks. But All In is not just going to be a teaching series to start out the new year throughout the year we're going to declare the first sunday of every month to be all-in sunday and we're going to celebrate this all-in culture that god is calling us to as we're going to be passionately committed to to serving the church serving the kingdom of god and being a part of something great that god is calling us to amen so that's what it's going to look like in 2022 give some praise hallelujah hallelujah You might be excited. You might be terrified. You might be somewhere in between. But you know what? You're in the right place. And you're exactly where you need to be. And God has called you to be a part of something amazing. Will you stand together with me? Let's pray. And then we'll close this thing by worshiping together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Kauai Bible Church. I thank you for the vision that you planted in the hearts of the pastors of Grace Bible Church. 50 years ago, 50 years ago. In fact, you know what? I'm going to interrupt my own prayer because the Holy Spirit just reminded me. 2022 is our 50th anniversary of Kauai Bible Church. This church was planted in 1972, and now here we are in 2022. 50 years. You guys know what 50 years is biblically? It's the Pentecost. The Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the launching of a worldwide work of the kingdom of God. Kauai Bible Church, we're entering into our Pentecost. Oh, come on, there should be some anticipation as we enter into our Pentecost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we pray for the Pentecost over Kauai Bible Church. Let our 50th year of existence be a year of a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God. That we would be a people in 2022 that engage. Call us into battle. Call us to become involved. Call us, Lord, into your presence. Call us to draw near to you. Call us, Lord, to be disciples who make disciples. Call us to that place of engagement. Ah, that we would walk together in this as a church, oh Lord. That we would be a people of your Spirit filled with your spirit, empowered by your spirit, led by your spirit, moving in the spirit, that we would see supernatural results because we are a supernatural people. Jesus, be the center of everything that we do. Give us vision, Lord. Give us eyes to see. Give us a faith to believe. Give us hearts filled with hope and anticipation of what this could look like. When we all engage together, move us into place, Lord. Even if we fight it a little bit. Even if there's a little stubbornness in our flesh. And we say, no, I don't want to shift there. I don't want to move there. I don't want to change my schedule there. But move us, Lord. Move us into position. Put each one of us in place like a divine chessboard. Lord, every piece is in place for Kauai Bible Church to to declare checkmate on the enemy. We're going to win. We're going to take this island. We're going to spread around the world. Move us into place, Lord, that every one of us can be activated exactly as you called us to. Your masterpiece, your poema, your great work. Jesus, we're so excited about this year. We give you all the praise, Lord. We ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.